the frying pan. And into the fire, run. Run! Welcome to episode 12 of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast that does not know half of you half as well as we should like, and likes less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Hello everyone, hope you're uh, still enjoying being locked inside as much as the rest of us. How are you going, Dan? How's things? Not bad, not bad. I'm uh, very impressed you managed to get that on the first take, Lee. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... um... Same old, same old. Uh, the days do sort of run into each other, don't they, uh, at the moment? Yeah. But, uh, I suppose I should be, uh, you know, enjoying this as much as possible, but uh, as much as we might all wish for this, maybe not under the circumstances we're under. So, uh, no. yeah, it's been all right. Done a bit of hobby here and there. Uh, it's rough with the smooth. <laughs> rough, rough with the smooth at the moment, isn't there? There's some really nice parts of it, which is really, really strange. It's like the weather again and spending time with the family. But there's, yeah, there's definitely the the, uh, the the tougher side. And um, I appreciate how lucky I am. I know there's people out there with a much, much, much tougher time of it, whether that's financially through work or actually being ill or knowing people that are ill or like yourself on your, you know, not having family there where you are so you, you separate from people so i know i'm very uh, very lucky but... by now anyway <laughs> <laughs> right then so let's uh let's sort of tell you what we got coming up on the show and then we'll do our usual little break before we crack on so we've got um usual many meetings coming up straight after the break we'd have our usual catch-up and a bit of a band bit of a chat around what we've been up to um and then we've got a special guest today You'll have guessed from the title of the show anyway, but uh, Terry Evans of Guardians of the of Wiltshire um, fame on YouTube and his events and things will be coming to join us um, for for an interview. In fact, we've already recorded it, so uh, so uh, we'll talk about it like it's in there, like, like it's coming up a bit later. Um, now, please bear with us for that. The sound quality for the interview isn't isn't amazing, um, but it is definitely still listenable. But um, there is a microphone on his uh, webcam was a, a little bit hissy at times but I've I've edited it and listened to it already it's definitely listenable but please do forgive us if it sounds a little bit scratchy for that point but anyway I'm rambling so let's go for a break now when we'll come back it'll be time for many meetings Incom Gaming the new centre for tabletop wargaming in Gloucestershire visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs we stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the UK market-leading gaming mats from gamemats.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit incomgaming.co.uk. Incom Gaming. Come game, shop, drink. And welcome back. So back to the usual start of the show. Many meetings. So Dan, what have you been up to since we last chatted? Well, uh, unfortunately, in terms of uh, doing a hobby, uh, playing games and painting, etc., I've done a bit, but unfortunately, not as much uh, Middle Earth as I would have hoped. Um, the situation we're in has meant that uh, Games Workshop hasn't been open. So uh, when I ran out of models, I wasn't able to get any more. Um, I painted Gladwell's mirror, 
which I quite enjoyed doing. Uh, did that up in the autumnal colours to match my elves. Nice little sort of what I would call and what a few people call as a little hobby banger. Just something you can just smash out in one little session, sat down, you know, and it produced something to a good standard, not too stressful. You don't end up with those little um, pressure or pain points you can sometimes get the models, you know, <laughs> if you're blacking something out or something's really fiddly or for some reason it's not all coming together for you that evening. You know, a, a tried and tested formula, sometimes everyone gets it. It just, it just doesn't work. It's fantastic. Though. Today. It's really, it's uh, really, really nice. You've not, have you, you've not shared it? I don't think, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't put it on the social media. I put it on my own personal. I, I've forgotten completely to put it on the uh, the podcast channels. So I will do so. You should, yeah, uh, you should definitely share it because it's really, really nice. I remember you shared it in our little, our little Facebook chat, and I was like, that's really nice. Just so, so simple, but so cool. I thought so. Yeah, I think you should definitely share it, and people should see that. Yeah, I'll pop that out there. Um, so yeah, I painted that. That was quite nice. It was um, just a little sort of one hit, which was good fun. Um, I haven't really been able to do much in terms of middle earth stuff after that. But uh, what has happened is um, obviously we discussed both companies last episode, and I decided on Mordor. And I looked at the orcs that I've got, my uh, random orcs that I've uh, managed to get hold of, uh, and obviously ordered standard orc warriors uh, from GW, because uh, that's what's needed for the battle company. And I realised it's not actually that far a push with some of the models and some characters and bits and pieces, including those really nice four-drive models, <laughs> um, to push over a thousand points. So I'm more in the now at this point, so I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do myself a thousand points of Mordor. Uh, that's going to be very orc heavy. Uh, I'm going to have um, Gothmog and uh, the Witch King, because yeah, I think you need some magic. Um, plus terror, it's never a bad thing to have. Those terror bubbles will be really useful because I need to keep people away, and I can hopefully, anyway, keep people away and pick my charges, etc. And it, magic would be a severe weakness in my army. So getting the Witch King on there would be really good. Uh, sort of troll, and um, as I said, the, the Forge World uh, models. Uh, obviously, the, the Gothmog's Enforcer got to have him, yeah. and he's twin packs with arguably my favourite uh, Mordor model as well. Um, and one of my favourite um, sort of you know bit part characters in the original trilogy, actually, you know, yeah, <laughs> come on, you see rats. I love that. So uh, they are beautiful, know, beautiful models. I, I bought those when when I, similar to you actually. That I I had the starter set. I know you've done it slightly differently because you wanted the Mordor orcs, but I obviously had the the, the Pelennor starter set and just thought, well, I do want to do a Mordor at some point, and just bought a few packs of the. the the heroes because those and, and i think i bought one box of mortal orcs as well or i've got some sprues off ebay and you're there and that's probably the the journey you've been on in a slightly different way you just it's easy to do that with this game isn't it to suddenly realize oh i need a couple of heroes and i've got the army yeah i don't really need an awful lot of a push um i've always been as, as we've touched on uh some people collect armies i create collections and then select armies from it so it's not particularly a hard push to get me into buying more stuff. Um, plus, it means that uh, more opportunities to do scenario-based stuff. Um, Tom Meeker, he's uh, Northampton, so he's um, honorary Peterborough. He comes down to the club. Um, he's just finished quite a large amount of uh, Gondor. Yes, yeah, he's, he's been sharing that in the uh, chat, hasn't he? And he'd previously done all the Minas Tirith. He needs to get some characters, as he's now realised that he's actually not got enough um, 
character levels to take all of these <laughs> warriors. Bands, yeah. yeah, so he needs to work on those. Um, but it means that we can do some stuff out of Gondor at War. Ben's been painting... Well, they're, they're his sons, but he's been painting his Rohan. Um, so it means we can do some bits and pieces out of there, or I can lend him the orcs so and he can play with his son. So it's, you know, it's a cool little army. Um, it's not going to be necessarily to the same standard as my uh, Iron Hills, because I don't want to go mad, because there's over 60 models. Um, but they'll be to a pretty reasonable gaming standard. It's an opportunity to try out some of the new paints. I want to try some contrast on them. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily everything. Um might put some bits and pieces for airbrush uh but it's another opportunity to try out new techniques speed stuff along um you know if anyone's got any great ideas for that by all means put it on the uh, social media any any advice any helps always well received anything that can make my life a little bit easier when i'm painting that many warriors <laughs> um so yeah that's uh, that's on the horizon um i've made my order with games workshop uh they are behind unfortunately but Obviously, we're going to be. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to fulfill the orders. Um, very generously, they put the independence first. Yeah, which that's I think really is a good. Fantastic move on their part. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all up for uh, a bit of ho- hobby positivity and positivity in general at the moment because God knows I think we all need it. Um, so the fact that GW have made these, um, you know, positive steps towards supporting the independence by fulfilling their orders quickly by giving away those models the uh, 40k Kazakhstan, yes which the uh they gave completely away so it's 100 percent margin for the independence i think that kind of thing's fantastic but and most of the independent i wouldn't say all but they can do what they want with them but so many of the independents are doing some kind of charity raffle thing for them as well aren't they because they've most yes. of the small ones have got two and the larger ones seem to have four of them and they i must have seen at least three or four small independents local to me that have, have said right well you know, obviously not not just going to sell them normally. So you've all got to bid and uh, or put a donation to this, and your name will go in the hat, etc. Um, and it's a really nice way of doing it as well. And you get they're getting some customer engagement out of, it, of course, but money's going to be going to to good charity at this moment in time as well. So like you say, you pass the pass the good stuff on, don't you? And GW's done a really nice thing there. I think I've heard. I might be wrong. I think I've heard they were supposed to be like sold it as exclusives at Nova or something like that, weren't they? So they yeah, got it was Nova or Adepticon, one of the two. Yeah, so they yeah. got this got this stock, but there's obviously not a lot of it to sell. Um, it obviously go in general. There's no way they made that model just for that one thing. At some point, it will go on normal release, I'm sure. Um, but right now, it's such a cool thing to do. Um, is to to give them away and, and let the stores do something with them. So yeah, all good stuff at the moment. And it's like you said, really good to see those independents suddenly with with stock and um and it happened very quickly yeah i mean everyone's having tough times at the moment people who are self-employed particularly so a lot of these you know a lot of the indie retailers are either it's a primary source of income or it's something they use to supplement the primary source of income so they can be feeling it at the moment so anything that helps them yeah i am all for um it's a really nice thing to see from from gw um so we're running the risk of being called shills at this point but uh <laughs> Um, it, I think it is worth highlighting because there's always people don't really hesitate to take the opportunity to give GW a kick if they feel they can. Not so much necessarily in this community, but I've definitely seen it elsewhere. I've, and, I've um, seen I've seen a th- I've seen a few threads that um, that are kind of are moaning about how badly they've handled the this special edition miniature. Um, which is just mind blowing. You know, this is all they have, and they do they they could either sell it to however many few people they've 
that re reach it first on in their web store, or they can do what they've done and give it away for free, or just hide it away in the warehouse. Um, they've done yeah, something I've, really I've positive some... with it, and people complaining about it. And I understand lots of people want it. It's gonna go on general release if you don't get one now, which most people won't. Um, then just deal with it, and it'll come another. It's just craziness. People are so entitled. Some comical comments about planning for this and what how can you plan for an altruistic act in the face of a global pandemic <laughs> it's, it's it boggles the mind but i think people people you know, complain about anything while we might be uh, using our time to you know in your case educate your children or go on nice walks or whatever <laughs> and in my case yeah. uh you know uh, generally playing with the cat and reading books <laughs> and, and painting scores of models you know, maybe they they need to do something else with their time. Uh, people people like to people like to argue on the internet. I am um, joined the out of interest the the old world Facebook group. So it's, there's a Facebook group been set up for 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 a game that's obviously not going to be out for two years yet. And oh my god, what a hot mess of arguments that is! Just arguing oh, about know. what the game's likely to be and what it should be, and people are setting out their stall for. Uh, if you like a bit of online argument as entertainment, and uh, um, go and go and search that Facebook group out. I may be leaving it actually, but um, my not, general argument to those kind of things is um, they did advertise for a uh, rules developer about what eighteen months ago to work for Specialist Games. Yep undoubtedly would involve that work so all these people should have applied for that and if not <laughs> there's no answer on that it's, it's, uh, there's, there's some crazy stuff but yeah this is a middle earth podcast we won't discuss it moving on to happier times um obviously i am doing this mordor it doesn't mean i've abandoned the nine mm -hmm. they will happen but much like the uh, postponement of the release schedule perhaps so we don't know you never know they may surprise us and everything will drop in very smooth order they may sort of you know have things in hand so they can uh, move things up the list you don't know but until uh, we've got more concrete on what a potential nine list might look like or whether it'll be in there i mean it's a fairly safe bet there's going to be some form of legendary legion for them yes in yeah the Ring book. it'd be tough not to be you know i'd I be know surprised yeah later but uh and if I am, then I'll find a hat and eat it. <laughs> but it will be in there, so when that drops, then I can pull the trigger on that. But I am looking at the nine in other ways. Obviously, I spoke about before doing Dog Order, and I am going to do Dog Order. Uh, my birthday was very recently, so I celebrated that. Socially distanced birthday, which I can only tell you how much that sucked. Um, <laughs> but luckily, it wasn't a big birthday, which is a good thing. I know people who... Um, did some big milestones recently and that that must have really sucked but there's always opportunities later in the year um my my partner and my parents are gonna get my army for me so they're gonna get me the nine and the necromancer and uh, the keeper awesome uh, the the obviously forge world aren't running yet although they recently opened the website in the last sort of you know half day it's back online isn't it so you can look at stuff yeah. again um because it's been off, off for it. maintenance a couple of days um, so interesting. Yeah, all the buy things are share at the moment. Yep. Rather than a task is share. Uh, and unfortunately, the Necromancer's out of stock and the Keeper, as currently, is says no longer available, but it'll turn up. So when all this stuff is available again, I will uh, send the links over to, to them and they said they'd get, they sort me that out. So that army is in the bag, so to speak. Fantastic. Which is a cool thing, so I can do those going forwards. Um, yeah, generally I've been... Uh, looking at things i want to do i've been doing a bit of uh more generic 
hobby, I'd say. I've obviously been painting, um, doing a lot of hobby hangouts with uh, some of my local, you know, group. Uh, we're generally chatting to people where I can. We we have a lot of conversations in our little, uh, you know, we have a podcast chat. And we've got a couple of different bits and pieces we chat in and, you know, doing, you know, as much as we can being sociable yeah. <laughs> within the current restrictions, um, you know, as much as we're all... I'd imagine lots of us were teased to go outside uh, when we were younger to go out and be sociable. Well, you know, we got the uh, the, the history on this, so if he's laughing now, we're better adapted for it. Um, so, but this is still important to remain in contact with people, and it's it's nice to see people are doing that and making extra time and effort. And the amount of times I've just seen in, in chats recently, people just going, "How's everyone doing?" I think yeah. that's rather than "What is everyone doing?" They're asking, "How is everyone doing?" And that's a really nice thing to see. So generally, I'm just doing sort of you know uh, bits and pieces where I can. Um, started reading the appendices again because you know if if I'm in a situation where I can't do anything else, then I won't be tempted to get up and do something else, <laughs> which obviously they, they can be a bit dry. Uh, but I I really like to work on a greater and deeper understanding of uh, a lot of the background and the law rather than going. I think I read that at one point and, and not really knowing 100% what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to. Sort of bone back up on all of that stuff and reading the rule book. Uh, I have been able to game, unfortunately not Middler, but uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have a housemate who does indulge in the hobby. He, he plays one forty thousand, but it was really nice to roll some dice. Really, really nice. So um, that was fun. Uh, not everyone's in that situation. Not everyone's as lucky as that. So uh, I do appreciate that. I'm lucky in that respect. Yeah, I'd love that. That's been good. Oh, I, I, I mean. I would I would never suggest for one moment that your uh, the fact that your housemate is a gamer, um, that that uh, you know that that's better than uh, than having your family around. I appreciate how lucky I am to be you know to be be able to live with my loved ones rather than like yourself with your your other heart your your girlfriend obviously doesn't live with you and so you're not you know you're not getting to see those people that are really close to you. So I'm very very lucky. But yeah. I would swap with you occasionally. The the extra hobby oh. time that you're getting, which I'm I'm not getting. Um, it is uh, it is cool. And the ability um, to play games even... like that, but I wouldn't swap it really. It's kind of no. I think Nick would agree that he's not quite as pretty. So uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I would uh, generally trade him. But uh, it's been really nice to sort of you know do something that's a bit more normal. Yeah, something that I really enjoy. Uh, so being able to play games and to be fair, learning something new. I'm enjoying learning a new game system. Um, I used to play 40k back in the day. I'm not going to make this another 140,000. Everyone should play Middle Earth instead. Uh, but it's it was nice to play. It's been nice to learn new things. And, you know, it's nice to actually know what I'm talking about. So if I actually make a, a comment about it, it's from a you know an educated viewpoint to a point. Yeah, um, And it has been very enjoyable. It's not a bad game. It's much better than it used to be. It is more streamlined. It's... Um, you can see those little insidious um, little elements of GW uh, Middle Earth strategy battle game put in there as well. The way the um, the order you pick your fights in and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. Like if it's your turn or your priority. Yeah. They they don't have a priority system, but if it's your player turn, you can pick the order the fights are done in, unless there's charges involved. Right. Which I think is really cool. And the the sort of command point system that they use um, actually shares, it almost looks like a thinly veiled uh, sort of shadow cousin of uh, the might system. Uh, Whereas it's generated by the way you create your army rather than the number of heroes you have. 
I mean, it's quite cool. And your oh, so I was reading. AOS has got priority as well, hasn't it? And I've, I know I never played yes. it, but so, so there's definitely some elements of. I think the way 40k works with the amount of firepower and range to thing. If you got multiple <laughs> you got double turns, priorities, yeah, I don't think it would work in the same way. You never know; they may change things in the future. But the prevalence of shooting, for instance, if you get multiple priorities in this game and you've got shooting heavy army range of a thillion, I'm looking at you. You can rapidly decimate someone's army. Well, but it just it just in general, it's such an important part of the game that you, you can can be very very hard to to win, even with combats, isn't it? If you're if you're getting to to move your heroes first, you're you're making you're leading those those decisions on those heroic calls and getting those heroic combats and things in. Um, just just that that upper hand is is so important. So priority is huge. Um, even for for combat, not just shooting. So yeah, I can imagine in 40k oh, yeah. it'd be a nightmare. It's just more the um, you can still get around that with their command points. So you can uh, uh, the name of it. I've only done two games, so this one I'll allow myself not to know. But you can you can short circuit the combat sequence and stuff using CP in that, similar to how you can with might. But I think as a general you go I go system with the amount of firepower on the board, if you've got multiple priorities with what can often be almost 100% shooting armies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think you could go to a full priority system with the unit mix you've got with 40k. Right, I see. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it, it would work because all it would take is someone to get two or three priorities on the trot and you'd just decimate people. I, I, I don't think it would work quite the same way. I mean, even some of the more shooty armies in Middle-earth are only, what, 33%? Some of them are higher, obviously. You've got, you know, your, uh, Rivendell Knight armies and things like that, but they're an exception rather than a rule, whereas 40k is very gun-heavy. So. Yes, yeah. But we're, we're digressing at this point. And, so yes. I think rather than uh, <laughs> making this about 40k, uh, perhaps <laughs> let's look at uh, what you've been up to, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, I've been up to quite a lot. I think, I, was up, I think we've been fairly busy in general even on the last couple of shows um but yeah i've um i think the last thing i've finished doing was reading the the uh the white dwarf battle reports so april white dwarf was was delayed a little bit for obvious reasons um but it was in is in tesco's when i went shopping um earlier in the week so I, I picked it up and there's a siege battle report in there and it's uh rob and jay and they're um and it's Isengard and rohan and they're using the, the palisade kit and uh they they're, they're using the grand siege scenario i think it's that one um and um it's it's a thousand points attackers versus 800 points um defenders and it's um it's great i'm not going to spoil who wins um but if you don't normally pick up white dwarf um might be worth grabbing that one just for that it's uh it's nice to read a battle report with of the game you love rather than uh, be a 40k or an aos one or something um and what else have we done so we talked about battle companies on the last show obviously and i had a message from um don barnett who um for those of you who don't know who's one of the hosts on the ospgl um youtube channel which is a um canadian-based um, um strategy battle game channel um i've watched it um many times before actually I hadn't watched it in the last couple of months and i didn't realize he'd put up some battle companies um battle reports but it's solo games so under lockdown he's been doing solo games of of battle companies um and he talks a little bit about how he's done it before he plays the game and it's very well shot he's got a decent camera and he's got nice painted miniatures and a nice table um it looks quite cool um, give me some ideas potentially if we are if this 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen if, if this was to go on for, for more and more months that we couldn't meet friends from outside our households and things could, could be worth looking into. But if you haven't checked it out before, definitely go out and check out the uh, the channel and uh, watch those watch those battle reports. Um, I mean, we we were talking, weren't we, last the last show about um, doing me hosting uh, a game for for you and, and and sam to play um we haven't got round to it unfortunately sam's had some family stuff to deal with um so you just haven't had the time in the evenings to do it so um the reason we haven't reported back like we said we would do in this show is because we haven't had a chance to do it but uh still something i'm planning on doing so um hopefully we can uh we can find time to do that soon because i think it'll be a bit of fun um and what else so i was on um i was on the the uh speak friend episode one stream uh, on top table gaming hosted by steve um i think i mentioned in the last show that I was about to about to be on had some technical issues um uh, so steve and i chatted in the afternoon beforehand to check my um setup and i use them obviously use a pretty decent mic and um and stuff for podcasting and uh, it looked like it was working fine um we chatted fine but then when we actually logged in just before the stream um i was hearing there was about a 10 minute delay from from what i was hearing from steve and uh from harry and it's made it impossible to have a conversation so we tried to fix it and i tried to to reset some settings and we couldn't work out what was causing the issue so i had to kind of close my close all the programs down and end up using my ipad which was uh a little bit um a little bit frustrating because um i could see <laughs> harry i could hear steve i couldn't hear a word harry said for the whole um for the whole sort of stream really so i was using steve steve uses a, a, a program i've not heard of before called be live which is a way of streaming live and then he uploads it to to youtube i don't know how it works i've never done any streaming that that's kind of then posted sort of stream through youtube as well but the software is supposed to be there to help you but the so i had to download the app quickly on the ipad and, and you know you and it's you'd imagine it worked fine but maybe it can only handle two people um, but as I said, the only image I got was Harry and the only audio I got was Steve. So we had this weird thing where Steve did an absolutely fantastic job of it. He was asking us both questions from the chat or pre-recording or pre-presenting questions. And we were both taking in turns to answer, which works fine. But um, Harry could ask me questions because Harry could hear what I was saying. But uh, I couldn't hear a word Harry was saying. So I couldn't follow up or comment on anything Harry said. So it might look like I was being really rude. So if you joined the stream halfway through, you were wondering why I wasn't um, interacting with him. Um, but um, I've watched it back since, and it's it, it's not as bad as I thought it might be. Actually, Steve did such a good no. job of kind of balancing it. It seemed to work, and I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed doing doing it. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll be asked back. Maybe I won't be after the nightmare with the the uh, the, the audio. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it definitely was fun to watch. I, I tuned in, and uh, yeah, you seem far more at home than uh, I think you even expected you would be. Yeah, I just just painted really. I didn't feel any. It was just very relaxing. Um, just sitting there chatting, like, a bit like we do now, really, chatting, um, answering questions, and just talking. As people know from listening to me on here, I can clearly talk when I want to and go on and on and on. And, and while Harry was talking and um, I was watching his lips move and not being able to hear him, I was just painting away and waiting for Steve to to tell me that I had to say something. Um, but I I enjoyed painting. I think I painted most of the first Hobbit for my battle company. 
Um, and then since then, I've um, painted two more of them. So I've painted both my dwarves. I think I did one while watching episode two of Speak Friend, which was um, um, Lockie, Lockie Linton Keen from Zorbazorp, and um, um, Tom from uh, Failed Charge Games. So I watched that one and painted another model there. It's nice to get them done in a sort of a couple of hours each. So I've been, it's nice when you just pick up a model and paint a model and not worrying about it being part of a unit or part of a larger army and I've done three of my seven for my battle company now and hopefully over the next sort of week or two I will do the remaining four just like that grabbing a couple of hours on the evening to, to paint like that way it's been a nice enjoyable way of painting when you're just working on one miniature um, that's probably why you've had so much fun just paint, like you talked about earlier when you're painting the um, um, the mirror, the mirror yeah. yeah I think it's that kind it's of thing little hobby bangers something, yeah something something you just smash out in time I, I really like your the dwarf with the moustache uh, make a, any uh, Prussian general proud it's, love that he was fun well I green stuffed it on there to make him look slightly different and I played around these axe a little bit just to make the, the plastic range look just 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 a tad different from from bog standard um and yeah it's a little bit fun and uh, really really enjoyed doing them so i'm um, looking at them now wishing i had time to do the others but i've been balancing that with 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 working on other other things really um so we're talking about the the, the speak friend stream um lucky was used to work in the um the movie industry i don't know exactly what he did but um i know he's got friends that work in the industry still and know a little bit about the amazon series and i remember I can't remember which show it was, but in the past we've talked about the Amazon series, and we talked about um, whether it'd be made made into a game and whether GW would get it, and lots of obviously it's not a new conversation. Loads of people have had that conversation. We know from from the um, uh, from December when they did the seminar at um, Throne of Skulls that they had asked the question. Um, but we don't know anything else, um, and 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 we're not going to find out anything else if we're honest. So we know Games Workshop, Games Workshop would like to do it. I remember saying around that time, I think that I couldn't work out how the licensing might work because obviously New Line Warner have the license, um, and that's the license that GW have for those images to to go with those films. And if it's an Amazon series, um, if they got the license, surely it would have to be a, a separate game, so to speak. Um, and I don't know whether this will make any difference, but I was really interested was a Lockie was talking about it. And he said that Amazon has essentially got the distribution rights for these programs, but the kind of the image and stuff still belongs to Warner New Line. Um, I think it's image rights. I don't know exactly. So, you know, don't don't shoot me. But it, it did sound like that there's there is a chance that the not only could Amazon use similar imagery um, because as long as they've got a deal, some kind of deal with Warner New Line, Warner New Line still own those images. So you, technically, you could use the same shots, the same locations if you wanted to, without there being a legal problem. Because as I said, Amazon have just got the distribution stuff. So I don't know what studio it is that's actually doing the filming and running the running the film, or whether it ha- running the series. Sorry, but then does that open up to the game? Does that mean that if they're kind of sharing those image rights with Warner New Line that they're actually not starting something new so that you could actually have them in the same game rather than a separate game which is you know this is well beyond my knowledge but it just got me thinking about it that what I'd hypothesized in the past might not be a strictly true um, no surprise there um, but um, interesting definitely interesting I would hate as much as I'd love to see JW do the game I would hate it to be a game on its 
stood on its own based on the Amazon yes. series because Especially you'd naturally have detriment. to take precedent wouldn't it yeah um it would take the take the forefront because that would be where the money would be at the time and as much as the series is going to be fun ultimately lord of the rings the, the main trilogy the main story is what i like most um and it would be sad if that stuff had to take a back seat I mean, again just hypothesizing but anyway it was interesting what Lockie said so you can catch those on on youtube if you head over to top table gaming and um you can all the obviously all the old streams are there to watch so catch up on the uh, battle games in middle earth ones they're really really good and you can see episode one uh, with me on and episode two on um on there with um, Lockie talking about that so it's quite interesting um yeah, speaking a new line actually um we haven't mentioned it at time of recording obviously we're recording uh on the thursday the 7th mm-hmm. uh we may have already mentioned the weebly wobbly timelines um andy circus is reading the hobbit tomorrow oh yes he is so, isn't he yes. by the time most people listen to this the opportunity i think to listen to it live will have passed um but you never know whether it's going to be available through other medias whether someone's got a hold of it yeah, or whether they release it separately themselves, but I, I think it's an amazing thing. He's doing it for a, you know a very good cause or causes in this case. Um, well worth a look. Uh, you'll be able to Google it very rapidly yourself uh, once you're listening to this, or you may have already seen it. If you find him on Twitter, and he's he's, yes. he's got I think he's posted a link, and he's doing most of his announcements yeah, through Twitter. For that. Um, and I think people have reposted uh, the link to this a couple of times in the groups i've seen today yeah so most people i'd imagine who listen to this would be aware of this of a, having occurred i suppose we're now speaking about the future having happened in the past by the time you're listening <laughs> to this so, well, yeah, I, i'm going to be working when it starts so i will i will start to watch it um how long i can watch for will depend on kids and things and i won't be able to sit and just listen to it all unfortunately because i imagine it's he reckons it's going to take him between about around 12 hour mark doesn't he to to get through it all um which is a fantastic um amount of time but yeah i won't get to see it all so part of me hopes that someone records it and and puts it up later on i don't know what what format he's doing i don't know if he's he's doing it on twitch or something like that i can't i can't imagine he's going to post the link um just shortly prior to the 10 a.m yeah. start so that's um, 10 a.m what, what format he's using what platform so he's using to do it it has uh, to be robust because i imagine there's gonna be a lot of people watching it yes 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 they will be but um yeah by the time you listen to this you'll know whether it went well or not <laughs> complaining on the internet um but that's really cool so that's another really cool positive thing to be happening he's doing it for a very good reason i'm listening to a lot of audiobooks and stuff anyway and i get to listen to one of my favorite books which, uh, read by one of my favorite character actors going yes so, and we'll be looking happy days we were talking before we recorded when we about um doing the voices and things and uh obviously when he gets to riddles in the dark chapter he'll be uh, he'll be doing gollum won't he um, yeah very, very interesting yeah. although it has to be said that um Mr. Dragash's Gollum was was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I I I can't really do it. I might le- I might try and learn how to do it. I'm reading The Hobbit at the moment to Jacob. Actually, halfway through Riddles in the Dark this evening, so I've read half of that chapter to him. And I um one I want to be fairly quiet because because he's you know I don't want to wake up the one year old in the in the bedroom next to him as well. But uh, I didn't bother trying to uh, do the the circus style uh, Gollum. <laughs> I just. Uh, 
read it with a with a little bit more elongated hissing and and things like that. Um, I also don't want to wreck maybe, my voice. Uh, maybe harsh whiskey and maybe half a pack of cigarettes or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long gone are the days when I used to smoke and uh, no, uh, some. Yeah, don't I'm, do it, kids. It's I'm bad. not. I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I won't be taking up smoking again just to just to get a really good golem voice on. No, who could afford it these days? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't I have couldn't. a clue. Most be I, I quit no. many many years ago, but um, yeah definitely in the past i could have probably croaked a bit more than i do now um but yeah i'm looking forward to that tomorrow hopefully hopefully i'll get to see or see listen to a good chunk of it while i'm working um and what else i've been doing so i've been working on my helms deep um i've done quite a bit more since we last recorded um i've um i finished doing all the all the xps foam stuff so i can't remember if i mentioned on the last show but i've blocked out all the work walkways and things on the inner walls where they were hollow because it's a toy i'd cut all bricks and stuck those together um when i do the deeping wall i'm going to use the method that Lockie um posted on a video for Zorbazort for the Ministry of the Walls because they look fantastic. Such uh, a good video. Yeah, and they look so much video. better than the inn. I wasn't really able to do that for the inner walls for the, for, for Helm's Deep because they're curved and it would have been really hard, I think, to get the right angles to curve, to make a curved wall that was then smooth enough to use that method. So I think the method I used was probably right. Um, but yeah, it definitely won't look as good. But the, the deeping wall I'll be using that for. Um, and then I've used expanding foam and started to really fill in the gaps on where the mountain side is. And I've been putting filler on as well. So we'll be up the stage soon where it's nearly ready to prime um, the main part of the 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 castle and then it'll just be building the deeping wall um and the, the collapse bit so I'm, I'm doing some good pace on it it could i could imagine it being fully built within the next fortnight it could be built by the time we record next um, um no pressure and people can see it so we we're talking a little bit about it. so i've been on these streams and i did a uh, i did a I've done a vlog. I've recorded a vlog and finished it for Top Table Gaming. They do have a community vlog segment. I don't know when and if it will even go out. So when I was Ben first asked me to do it, um, it was before, was probably in February, and at the time I was quite busy. And I said I'll do it as soon as I can. But Flotsam and Jetsam were coming up, and I was quite busy. Um, and then the world sort of fell apart. And um, I messaged him and said, "Do you still want me to do it? I'll I'll do it anyway for a bit of fun. And uh, and if he gets a slot to put it out, then he can do it. So I, I can't say it's definitely going to go out on the channel. But um, I did one and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed recording it. I've got a, you know a, a semi decent camera that can record in 4K. So I uh, played around with a bit for a bit of video and and um, I'm not going to turn into a, a a YouTuber so to speak. I quite like doing an audio podcast, but. I really quite enjoyed doing it, so I thought maybe maybe we should do a bit more videos to something to support the podcast. So we use we use Gmail for the podcast anyway, so it's very very easy to set up a YouTube channel. You've got your you just log in and and hit create channel really, um, and I did. So we have created a channel for Out of the Frying Pan on YouTube. There's nothing on it as yet as I speak. There may be by the time you're listening to this. Um, I've recorded a little intro video to the channel, so like two or three minutes, that just explains what it's going to be about. Um, but the the intention is to make it a companion to the audio podcast, not to become a fully blown um, YouTube channel with lots of regular content all the time. So I don't want people to think that we're going to be um, trying to do what Top Table do, or Zorp Zorp do, or what GBHL podcast do, or what Andrew's doing at. Um, beer clipper it really won't be that i um, haven't got the time to do that all the inclination really 
but I decided to put together a video for the Helm's Deep thing because it's me talking about it, but it's very it's a very visual thing to have have a video for it. Um, so I've, I took some stills right from the beginning of, of work and I'm going to do a bit of voiceover on those. I'm adding a bit of video that I put in the vlog and I'll be doing a little bit more for each stage. So I'm not me building it. I'm not, again, not like Andrew when you can see him actually doing the building. I've decided not to do that as yet, but it will be kind of like coming back to it at each stage, doing filming, filming, walking around it, and then and maybe my face on the camera telling you what I've been doing. Um, just, just as a bit of an extra avenue, really, so people can go, oh, they've been talking about this on the show, and then go and watch a short video, and there'll be like 10 little 10-minute videos on it. Um, I'll, I'll see how that goes, and then we'll make a decision after that whether I want to do, you know, do some more video. We might do something where we play the Helmstate game, maybe. I don't want to do a battle report, but maybe we'll kind of do some cool video in when it's all been set up and us chatting before and afterwards and things I might do some video in at Flotsam and Jetsam whenever the event finally gets to happen um, and maybe um, I don't know maybe the odd army showcase or something like that when we've been talking about something yeah uh, or um, if we speak about something in particular in one of the episodes uh, for instance if we're talking about a particular hobbying method painting method yep. maybe doing a little show and tell because that might help people you never know or perhaps if you've got a specific question or something you'd like us to cover uh that uh, you feel like uh, a sort of a show and tell if it's something we can facilitate you know give us an ask the worst we can say is no and the best we can do is you might get a amateur video to go on youtube <laughs> so, absolutely the worst. yeah I, I i thought about that as well painting might be the good thing i might I might just might be in the mood one day when I'm doing one of my little two-hour paints, like one of those um, Battle Company characters. I think, you know what, I'm going to point the camera at it and I'm going to talk at the camera while I'm doing it, talk some rubbish. And if it's something that's usable, I'll put it out. If it's awful, then I've just sat there painting as I would have done anyway. So who knows? Um, but um, yeah, it's, as I said, I, I can't content. There's not going to be suddenly loads of content on there and, and no podcast. We are an audio podcast and, and intend to stay that way. But it'd be nice to have a little bit of companion somewhere to host some complimentary video stuff um, and to grow our empire. I do my own. I say my hair's my hair's fine and, and i've been doing my own for years so watching all these people all these news presenters with you know trying to make the hair look okay i mean boris is looking a little bit straw like a bit more straw like than normal isn't he and uh it's uh it seems to be a problem that lots of people are having but I've, I've been cutting my own hair for years i mean you could argue that is a problem but um it's i'm used to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i, I my, my desperately needs a cut <laughs> Mine, mine's very much a uh, number, a number four on top, and a, and a, a number two and three and the sides and back. So uh, my clippers have been working well for years for me. Um, very basic, very basic haircut. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, really. So it's quite so pretty much it. it's quite a lot. So um, I've been really enjoying the the hobby I've been doing. In terms of bulk and volume, I've not done loads, but. Um, uh, in terms of like loads of models, in terms of armies and things, but I'll be starting a Rohan soon. As soon as I've done my battle company, I've done four out of the seven now. I need to get them finished, and then I will start building uh, the Rohan stuff, um, which is what my my plans were for this year anyway. And um, we start slowly chipping away at getting that army done, and then it'll be the eyes of God, hopefully ready at some point, maybe in the final quarter of this year, that we can all get together and have that big, uh, big Helm's Deep game. Yeah, definitely 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 but 
but we've rabbited on for long enough about what we've been up to um time to take a little break now when we come back we've got um Derry on the show so it'll be nice to hear someone else talking other than my droning voice for a while so catch you on the other side of the break the hour grows late and bland of grey plastic comes seeking my counsel you are sure of this bland elf yes the event is fully painted it was in the event pack under my nose the whole time Yet you did not have the wit to see it. Your love for the Facebook group has slowed your mind. We must join him, Blandalf. The commission painter. We must be fully painted. When did Surly Man the White give in to madness? But I am now Surly Man of many colours. Miniature Realm Studio is a commission painting service. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or contact us directly at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com. You have elected the way of paint. And welcome back after the break. So, as we already mentioned in the show, we have a special guest today. So, we'd like to welcome Dewey Evans onto the show. How's it going, Dewey? How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. And you said my name correctly. Well, I thought um, I thought I'd watch your YouTube channel enough in the last sort of uh, last few weeks, and you introduce yourself, and that kind of solved the problem for me. Otherwise, I was going to ask you today just to double check. Right. <laughs> I guess you get a lot of Dewey, do you? Uh, Dewey, Dowie, uh, yeah, loads of things. <laughs> Dowie was would have would have been my original guess actually because of the Welsh connotations, but um, I guess yeah. that's a completely different spelling or something. Uh, I honestly don't know. Well, there we are. So please write in. So so what we normally do when we have a guest on is we let them kind of talk to us a little bit about their hobby background and how they got started in the hobby. So um, so tell us about your, where you, your beginnings in, in hobby and, what, and who you are and what you do. Uh, so uh, how did I start? I was nine or ten maybe and I happened to go around a friend's house um, and he had some figures. Uh, I think they were they were old fantasy stuff. I can't remember exactly. Um, and then with him on another occasion, we went to Cribs Causeway in Bristol, um, and I picked up a few models. I remember some of the first ones being uh, flying bats from fantasy. The little rats you used to get in like the pack of six. Um, and then I started getting uh, so that got me into it, and then started getting into Empire. Uh-huh. Uh huh collected them for like a year maybe um and then i saw the two towers in the cinema and then the return of the king when it came out at home with some family friends and was instantly hooked um so from then on uh from the age of like 10 i started asking for i think my first set of models was uh warriors and minister tirith with uh, some heroes as such. Uh, my grandparents uh, used to live in Solihull, and we used to every time we used to go up, we used to go to the games workshop there and get maybe one bit or something. Um, and then they used to buy me. So then, obviously, not using my own money because I'm a youngster, I was asking birthdays and Christmas like every time for more models. Um, so my first two major armies were Gondor and Isengard. Uh, of which I only have a Isengard army painted up at the moment. Um, so I used to get the odd kit if I wanted it, but predominantly I used to ask for the big um, £50 kind of box sets at the time. Uh-huh. Um, so they'd have 
uh, kind of like 24 Warriors of Mirth Tirith, a command set, so a captain and a banner, some elites, so like three or six guys of the fighting court, um, some rangers and some knights, if I remember correctly, in one of them. Um, another Isengard one was like two captains, two banners, and like 40 Uruks, um, just the standard plastic ones. So collection gradually grows. I get more bits and pieces as I grow older. Um, kind of like I think most people in their kind of teenage, early 20 years, I was dipping in and out of it. Um, I was predominantly a collector, first and foremost. Um, that was the only... I didn't play with anyone or anything like that. Um, it was purely purely painting and, and getting the models. Um, I played a few... There was a club at secondary school, actually, where I played a few games of the Return of the King edition, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, it wasn't the big blue wandering rule, but it was the Return of the King edition. And then, yeah, I collected more and more. Gradually got bits and pieces from other armies. Um, I couldn't tell you when. Or, or how or why, um, just ended up having lots and lots and lots of them. Um, ended up ditching all my Empire stuff pretty soon into Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't even know what happened to that. Probably binned it. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then continued. Um, tried to get into 40k when I was in uni because uh, my mate played it. Um and then didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I only, I only play Lord of the Rings. I don't play any other system, uh, whether it be GW or other. Um, and I sit here now with two and a half thousand minis. <laughs> um, with probably about seven, eight hundred of them painted at the moment. That's not too bad. That's not too bad for for, <laughs> for that amount of models. Um, I yeah, imagine there's people out there that got a lot, a lot of that got that kind of amount of models and a lot of inboxes and unpainted. So that's pretty good. Have you no, recently no. done an inventory during lockdown? Is that why you know this? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I did an inventory probably about a year ago, um, and I know I need to increase that because uh, the numbers not. <laughs> I've, I'm not a seller, um, as my missus loves to hear. Uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I I don't sell. Um, I spent quite a lot of money when the game was dying on our production models. Yeah. Um, so like um, twelve Mahud blowpipes, twelve Corsair blasters, Baragon Forong Angbord Wim here, uh, Army of the Dead Banner Bearer. I set, I've got seven Serpent Riders, and I've got some more on the way. Um, like all the kind of odds and sods that were uh, rare. Um, so, so now I'm I'm not jealous or bitter at the fact they've come back at cheaper prices at all. Um, <laughs> all for the better, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that is good. The, the, one, the one thing that I am kind of weirdly proud of is I've got 26 metal footnights of Golanoth. Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I've got lots of other bits and kind of stuff that was rare that now isn't. Yeah, I, I I don't mind. The more people playing the game, in my opinion, the better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you just bought something um, from eBay at an, an extortionate rate, and then the, the very next month and they were re-released, I can imagine that would sting a little bit. But uh, most people are obviously very, very, uh, um, very happy to see these things. I around. think my most recent one like that was the um, two double-bladed Hasharin. Yeah, um, I managed to get him and Aemir Knight of Pelennor 
in a deal on Facebook, well, one of the Facebook trade pages. Oh, nice. uh, a little bit later, he came back in Finecast, but I was like, I don't care, I've got the metal one now. So. <laughs> That's the other thing that makes you, can make you a little bit happier if it does come out in Finecast and you've got a metal one, you can stomach the price you pay a little bit. I was just, I was just thinking about what you were saying about collecting. And I wonder if it's an SPG thing more than other systems because I mean, I've played many different war games for years and you tend to move on to another game or at least another army. And after a while, you, you maybe sell off an older army, especially if you painted it a number of years ago. But I, I'm similar to you with, with um, SPG stuff. Even if I'm not playing it, I'm very, very happy for it to sit in the collection knowing that I will need it one day because I want to collect them all kind of thing. It's gonna... Yeah, no, no, that's, exact, that's exactly right. I've got, I've got armies... Um, that are I'm just looking around my room now. I've got uh, like seventy-two warriors of Minas Tirith, maybe more. <laughs> um, I like to collect them in uh, what? Well, what used to be the old warbands, where it's like groups of twelve. Twelve, yeah. Um, so uh, that's kind of how I collect things, and or I collect things in like the groups that they come in the plastic kits. Yeah. So I've got a bits box that is massive because some of them are like pristine models in there, but they're in, they're kind of if you need twelve warriors minus two, four with shield, four with shield, and spear, four with bow, and I've got an extra bowman, for example, it gets ditched. <laughs> so that sounds so, like there's a bit of OCD there that I can, uh, I can uh, definitely yeah, defi- they, definitely they, get on with that. I like that. Yeah, David Clubby likes to remind me of that quite often. <laughs> when you line them up, then on the shelves, are they in their little groups of weapons as well? Or are they all mixed? Uh, up? Yes, most of them. I, I recently <laughs> finished um, forty-eight Harrigan warriors. Um, and I've got uh, like MDF War of the Ring movement trays for them, yep. uh, just so they look a little bit neater when they're on the shelves. And yeah, I've got three three banks of eight spearmen and three banks of eight bowmen, <laughs> all the same poses stood next to each other. I like that. I like it. I'm not. I've not done so, that with some of mine, but um, I can. I would if I were organising them. Definitely would have to be like that. Yeah. Uh, dearie me. Okay, so so you sort of told us way about how you got into into sort of playing SPG. When did you start playing it? sort of more seriously when did you start sort of picking up the game and start uh, to go to events and stuff so it started when i went to uni so uh when i was in uni i met uh sean creed yep. um who uh runs 3d tabletop you've got some senior account correct i have yes i am um i've got a a tower that I got as a prize, and uh, I played him at the at your event as well. Oh, you, actually, you were oh, you, yes, were, no, you were playing at that event as well. But say I played, I've played him as well. So uh, yeah, I met Sean, and he's um, I won the tower, and I've bought some some pillars for which is going in the okay. uh, table. I made so, dwarven pillars, so warrior pillars. He was on my course at university, um, and I met him in my first week actually, um, and then about. And then he lived with me second year in, in our in our house. Um, and he told me about this place, Firestorm in Cardiff. Uh-huh. Good club, um, good place. Which is amazing. Um, so we used to go there kind of once a week, once every two weeks. And it's how I met Luke Davis. Uh-huh. Um, and so we played, I played with a group, the group there with, with Lord of Rings and started getting into it a bit more. And then when I left uni, um, my first event was Into the West. Which is at Firestorm, so yep. I knew I knew the venue. Um, I didn't know anyone who was going. Oh uh, no, I think I knew Matt King who was running it, just from the Cardiff area. And then from there, I just went and had a bit of fun. Um, really enjoyed it. And then from there, started. I think I went to one one tournament that year, maybe maybe a couple more. Uh, and then after that, 
I've started to go into more and more. And then I think uh, I've got my lists in front of me, actually. I think 2018 and 2019 were pretty full on tournament wise. Um, yeah, 2018 was the one where I really started to get into it a bit more. Um, and then I've gone to as many tournaments as I can, many allowing. Um, so, yeah, so I've probably been playing, I'd say, competitively for four years, three or four years. It's not bad going, um, is it? Not bad going. So. Yeah, and I've, and I've always taken, even in the old edition, I took uh, as themed army as possible. Um, for one GT, I wrote a good list that had everything in it. Um, and I really, really didn't enjoy playing it. Um, <laughs> so I like, to, I like to take things with theme, especially in the new rules, with lots of theme, uh, lots of synergies. Um, and yeah, kind of intricate lists, I would say. Um, but they seem to do well for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it's one of my, uh, I wouldn't say regrets, but uh, I look back on my 20s now because I had a, I stopped playing at uni and I didn't pick up gaming again till, till I was sort of 30. So I, I missed out on the best time I could have been traveling around going to events each weekend <laughs> and I didn't just didn't do it um, and, and waited until I was um, busier and had a family before I started wanting to do it. But never mind. I was going to say, I know that's all coming up. So we've currently got our wedding planned for uh, March next year. So, um, I know it's all going to change. <laughs> well, well, don't have kids straight away. You'll be fine. I'm going to give yourself, give yourself uh, a few yeah, more years, and you'll be all right. I don't, I don't, I don't have that choice. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Gardens of Wiltshire. So, when did that come about? What was? How did you start with that? So, me and Luke. Uh, so after yeah, after it kind of follows on from after university. Uh, I got a text from Luke saying. Uh, did you say you're originally from Chippenham, Wiltshire? Um, and I went, yes. And he said, what school did you go to? And I said, Hong Hewish. Um, and it turns out his missus had got a job as a geography teacher there. Um, so as I was moving back from uni, having graduated, he was moving to Chippenham as well um, because of his missus' work. Uh, so I was working in a pub restaurant at the time and I used to have every Thursday off. Um, so we, he used to come over once every two weeks probably sometimes like every week um, and we usually just play a couple of games um, and then we went to Articon the first year I want to say 2017 um, and on the way up it was like a four hour trip it was just the two of us I said and he uh, the, the conversation came about like running a YouTube kind of doing some battle reports and this that and the other Um and kind of, I think I asked him, and he said, "Yeah, I was going to ask you as well." So that's how it came about. Um, so we started doing uh, the old stuff was like call to war. So we look at an army list. So we kind of do them in kind of chunks of three, where you have a battle report, a call to war, and a hero spotlight. If uh-huh. I remember correctly. So you'd have obviously your battle report with your two lists and the standard camera right down. None of this multiple camera, multiple angle. It was just kind of right in the thick of it um and then we do a call to war which is a look at the list or at least kind of the the heroes and the warriors within said list and then we do a hero spotlight where we look in depth into a hero um so that kind of carried on and we do a few journey vlogs and hobby vlogs here and there um and then i got a new job uh two and a half years ago um 
where it was nine to five. Um, and then Luke changed jobs as well, so it became harder and harder to meet up. And when we did, we just wanted to have some fun games. Um, so the YouTube channel kind of died off. Um, and then earlier this year, I thought I might as well kickstart it again with the new, well, kind of with all the new stuff coming out, etc. Um, so uh, I've got a few ideas, but the one the one that's running at the moment is um, a kind of series called send forth all legions um and it looks in depth into uh, a legendary legion um and kind of i talk about i kind of just run through what's on the page and then i go into kind of like a hierarchy for different points levels um it's always 450 600 750 points and then i do some kind of competitive ish lists whilst trying to keep theme as much as possible um, at the same points levels and talk about how they're good etc um i've done one how to paint video i'm not an amazing painter like you guys um i like my painting but i also like to churn out quite a lot so oh you're pa- I, i've I, saw, I watched your painting video today actually while i was working um okay. and you, your painting is great it's neat which is one of the, the most important things um it's neat and tidy and you, it's really good gaming army so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about that at all I was just, I've, won, I've won a few awards like the howard the howard stuff that's the only house paint that's up at the moment it's kind of i've i had like i was saying to you before we start recording I've, I've had 48 of them to do plus a couple <laughs> of heroes and, and characters so it's kind of like just getting through them um but no my hood i'm especially proud of um that's won me a few awards with war paints and all that kind of jazz yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you can you can see for your paint when someone can paint neatly like that. There's generally some good natural ability there, so I can I can absolutely understand where you would have won some awards and things. I was wanted to talk about your channel a bit more. Anyway, I've been um, I I'd come across your channel for some of your older stuff, which you which you mentioned before. I remember watching your your journey vlogs and things. I've always always liked that, especially if I events I'm not able to get to. I find it quite interesting. So, I think I was. Looking at Articon stuff at some point last year, and your videos came up. I remember watching those. Um, but oh, okay. Yeah, well, they're like they're like an hour long. Yeah, I like. I just like sticking them on in the background and, and watching them. I, I, it's it's. I quite like some of the big events like that. And you get a if you if you can't make make it to those events, and I won't be able to make it to an Articon for a number of years because a four day weekend away from the family is just going to be. A, yeah, well, no, sadly, I don't think anyone's going to make it this year. But yeah, so it's just a kind of way. Uh, living vicariously through other people so i've got to enjoy watching those but so that's when i first found your your, your channel but i've definitely been watching since you you've brought you brought yourself back a bit and those um your legendary legion reviews are really really good i think um they're what they're all sort of 15 to 20 minutes long so they're um yeah, they're, a, so. they're a good length they're not too long not too short you go into all, all the depth that's needed with them um and it's a, just a really really good series and so I've, I've watched them i think i've watched them all anyone I haven't watched is the last one i've only watched a little bit of it but i've watched them all um, i don't remember everything but i also know they're there and it's a res- resource that's, that's fantastic for anyone who's um thinking of starting an army or using those legendary legions because you 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 know what you're talking about and you, you talk about them very well and um it gives a really good breakdown for anyone who's thinking of picking them up on where do they start from like you said you've got your 
your breakdowns and you've got your example list levels i like your hierarchy of heroes as well because that's something as a as a newer player you often think well which where do i start which heroes do i start with which ones do i need most and i like the way you kind of you you go through that so um yeah I, i'm very impressed with them i think if anyone that's listening to this hasn't checked your channel out definitely go and check out those series of videos because everyone's playing around with legendary legions these days and uh, i think it'll be really really good info for people how many have you done now how many have you got you must have caught how many have you got through? oh good question i have it in front of me uh one again i have done uh, i think i recorded another one this morning that i need to edit but i've done 13 no i lie 11 so far uh, really good, really good, definitely. Eleven out of nineteen. I don't, I don't know if you've caught them yet, Dan. If you've um, had a chance to have a have a watch. Not, not yet. Put me on the spot there, Steve. <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan doesn't really watch any YouTube, to be honest with you. It's, uh, I was going to say it, it's some people's preference. It's, it, it's not everyone's. I perfectly understand that. I'm trying to for, for me, I'm trying to break more... him into it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I try not to watch anything new when I'm painting and generally if I'm I've had enough trouble recently just trying to watch TV that people have been begging me to watch like I, I binged Westworld in the last couple of days because there was a serious risk of spoilers and that's the first time I sat down and watched actual telly yeah. in a while because I'm either painting in which case I can't watch anything new because I'm not really paying attention to it because I can't see it because I'm looking at my models or um you know, I'm reading or I'm, I'm doing a bit of online gaming at the moment with, you know, everything that's going on. So, you know, um, actually sitting down and giving YouTube videos the attention they deserve. It, I only finished watching the Green Dragon um, Chariots versus Ogres uh, <laughs> episode fully this morning. Right. I watched it in chunks and I finally watched the end of it. Okay. so it's, it's just awkward <laughs> I guess these you can listen to to be honest with you these um these ones you can kind of keep half an eye on as i was because a lot I was of these... it, it's me it's me sat in a chair in my hobby room uh chatting i've got like kind of bits and pieces up on screen just like kind of the model uh whether when i'm talking about the heroes and the warriors um a kind of uh a shortened version of the edition on special rules, and then my example lists flash up on the screen if anyone wants to note them down rather than just listening to them. So it's kind of I've tried to cater for if you're watching it and if you're listening to it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll definitely give that a shout then because um, that's more what I need. I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts while I paint because you can do that. You don't there's, because there's no visual cues because you don't necessarily need to invest that you know sight for a protracted period of time on the screen you can't just flick away or flick to so yeah um definitely i was, was going to say that the, probably one of, if one of the ways to probably listen to it is to put it up and then get another tab up so you, you've got nothing flicking around on the screen um so it's kind of a bit of a bit of a both kind of way of looking at things yeah absolutely i mean i, I get what you mean dan it's um it's watching something that needs needs your attention i don't tend to do on youtube either for something i really really want to watch in detail like a like a zorba sort of battle report or something where you you know there's so much effort put into the visuals you you want to you definitely want to watch it but there's enough stuff out there as well that you can kind of keep half an eye even it's just playing back the streams that people are doing at the moment 
because yeah. you don't need to watch a lot of a lot of that as not just because I was on one recently, but yeah, generally grainy pictures of, of of blokes on the internet isn't the, the most fun to watch. But it's all about what they're talking about. Well, it depends um, who you're asking, I suppose. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, I'm, I'm coming round to it. I mean, if they're if they're short of this, that's fantastic. So I have to admit, I did, I did. So when I first got up this morning, did the usual thing most people do: they check the phone and um, the Zorb Zorb for doing, they're doing the ministerith. Yeah, yeah. It was about it's about twenty minutes, so I watched that. Yeah, I've watched that one today actually, which would be very helpful for what you're up to at the moment. Yes, really, yeah. Cause... Well, up, when I build the deeping wall for my uh, for, for Helm's Deep, this is probably really gone out of timeline now because I've talked about this earlier in the show that's not been recorded yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> you've ruined the magic. You've ruined it. <laughs> I ruined the magic every every episode. I've been recording a video about it today as well, so I really am all over the place with what I am. <clears throat> Well, I've been talking, so it's going to be confusing me. Let's get anyway. Let's let's stop talking about me. Let's get back to um, to Derry and what is it? So, you, you, your YouTube channel. So, you, there's another kind of another arm to um, the Gardens of Wiltshire, anyway, wasn't the the event running stuff? Uh, yeah. So, so it all started with the uh, YouTube videos um, and the YouTube channel, and then uh, when was it? So, we thought about running an, an event, um, and we started going to Bristol Independent Gaming more and more often. I went to a few of their events um, and then spoke to the owner, Jim, about running an event there. So we kind of badged it under the guardians of of Wiltshire, um, kind of what we're doing. Um, We've got a Guardians gaming chat on Facebook Messenger that um, I'm part of with Luke and Sean, Dave Clubley and Tom Welsh. Um, and it's just kind of the local guys who meet up and play because there's no store or any or independent place in Chippenham. So we meet at my house or Sean's house or soon to be Luke's house because he's just moved. Um, so so we kind of thought to badge it under that. Um, and then we kind of, following on from our old videos, we thought that kind of the Guardians called to somewhere. Um, so our first one was Minister. Um, and then we had the Guardians Call to Moria as well. Yeah, um, which I went to that one, I think. Yeah, I was Moria say, I'm pretty sure that, that was the one you went to. Yeah. Uh, so so we kind of were running them as small local ones. Um, we weren't quite sure how how much interest there would be. Um, and the first one we ran, we got 24 players pretty quickly, up to 30. Um, and then the second one was 30 as well. And that's pretty good numbers, we've, to be honest with you, isn't it? That's not really with a, of, with, with a lot of different players, there was probably between 10 and 15, I would say, from the first tournament that were at the second one. Uh-huh. Uh, I think because there's not masses of events in the south southwest. Yeah. Um, there was Mel running quite a few for a while up in Cheltenham, which I went to quite a few of them, and they were always good fun at Incom. Yeah. Um, and War Chiefs as well. Um, I went there for, for a tournament. Um then there's the odd one in Reading and Oxford, but there was nothing kind of Bath, Bristol, Swindon direction. No, usually Worc- Worcester. I went to one in Worcester last year, and I think they ran three or four. That's, uh, that's, I was going to say, for us, that's a little, a little bit, bit too, too far. far. Yeah, it's um, another, another I have sort thought of... about going. It's about, it's about an hour and three quarters, maybe, for us. Yeah. That's quite a little uh, bit further. Yeah, it's another it's another forty minutes for me. So you obviously you're yeah. going past me as well. So forty minutes on top of your Cheltenham drivers can be a bit much if it's uh, rush hour and stuff. Yeah, they do tend to do them on Sundays though, so it's often the roads are pretty quiet. 
Yeah, I was going to say we we tend to run ours Sundays because I play hockey. So, uh-huh. so, so September through March, uh, my Saturdays are taken up. Um, so that's why we tend to run ours on Sundays. Uh, it just seems to be a bit easier for all of us. It works for me because it's it's easy for me to get a get a Sunday free for one day than it is any other day. That's good. And um, so yeah, so we we badged it under the Guardians call to wherever, um, and then we we should be running a fifty player GHL event at the beginning of July. However, um, I feel that's going to have to be moved, and that's something for my next week to sort out. Yes, yes, it's, uh, it's difficult times for uh, how you manage those things at the moment. I've sort of experienced that recently. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and it's knowing where to move it to, isn't it? Because I've October, and even I'm kind of like, well, is October still going to be all right? We don't, we don't know there. So uh, yeah, we have no idea. Um, luckily, we've not started buying terrain or prizes or anything like that. So, so if a if a refund is needed, then. Yeah. It's definitely achievable. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a dodgy thing. That I mean, I I already spent the money I had. I'd already had, I was I was, I was, yeah. a week, I was a week out, so trophies bought and prizes bought and and um, yeah, so we were fully fully engaged and ready to go. But uh, at the moment, I transferred everything over to the next event, and then we will we will make a decision closer to time. But at least I'm glad glad to hear that you're not in a position that you might hit you personally um especially no, we, we, were, we were quite lucky we advertised our event uh when did the tickets go on sale first of march i think so we advertised like four months in advance um and got 50 players signed up within like a week i think you saw that really, really quick didn't you i think didn't, wasn't yeah, it wasn't like, like 40 or so in the first day or two like a week week that i think it was about a week where people had paid up all reserve tickets and then we Ah. had like four or five on the reserve list and a few dropped out so i think we've got one or two on there now um but yeah i'm not sure how it's all going to go down oh fingers crossed that um yeah fingers crossed that things ease up quick enough that we can start seeing those events again but um we'll have to wait and see I'm, i'm quite happy just to hopefully let them ease up in the next month or so so and get some friends around for a bit of gaming that's all I kind of want Def- yeah I think that's definitely going to be the first stage isn't it rather than it's going to be uh, small groups of people getting together and allowed in your homes and uh, and that's where people yeah. are, and I think you'll see a bit of a change in gaming this year so I've been a lot more pictures of people's doing narrative stuff maybe and, and small campaigns and things rather than all the kind Quite of bigger event which you know there's there's positives to it and you get something slightly I was going to say that's, that's what my painting cue is at the moment I've got all the models needed for Gondor at War so I'm just going through the scenarios and going right what's needed for this one that I don't have painted and it means by the end of it I'll have lots of armies that I don't currently have painted finished oh, that'd, um, be that'd be good that'd be good nice. so like the Haradrim are done I've got some Corsairs on the list next um, I've got to add a few more Moranons and then it's onto some Minas Tirith stuff so and then flicking back to finish the rest of the Corsairs so it's kind of nice to break it all up like that yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot of people have, have changed their their hobby direction in in, in, a, in the short term. Whether it's, I mean, I'm building a big castle, but I won't be able to use that for a while. So I'm painting battle companies that I wasn't going to be painting um, because I feel less pressure to kind of get armies and things done. So it's definitely had a change, and, and it's not all bad at all. Um, so you've um, you've recently sort of 
we started using Discord a bit, haven't you? As we set up a, a hangout on there. I don't know if it's a public. Yeah. Thing, so I've used Discord once or twice before when uh, Gethin Watkins was running through um, lists on on Discord, but was then streaming to Twitch. Yeah. Um, so I was on one of his shows um, and ran through some lists for him probably just over a year ago. Um, and then started using it a bit more and uh, Dave Clubley invited me to like a painting hobby hangout um, with some guys he knows. Um, and I kind of enjoyed it and it was just the audio aspect of it. And because of all this lockdown, we between me and Sean especially, we've been trying Zoom and uh, House Party and Facebook Messenger for kind of like visual hangouts, like video hangouts. Um, and then he... he started the guardians hangout and was just like right let's kind of do it here because then you can send invites to whoever and it can last as long as you like um so from there we kind of went awesome let's just send it out to whoever and we're online well i'm online most evenings from about nine o'clock to chat to whoever predominantly your friend ben stanley yes uh, <laughs> giving him so much needs moral support um but yeah, it, it's nice. So it was last night. It was only me and Ben, and we were on for probably two, two and a half hours at least, oh. chatting through lists and just general life chit chat, which was nice. I'm going to be in trouble actually because he, he, I'll be promising them to get him on the show for for, for a while now, and you're going to be on there before <laughs> him. So he's he going to hear this, and he's going to he's going to be mad. <laughs> we were going to do a, we, we were going to do a segment which was kind of reviewing all of the the lists post Flotsman Jetson because um, he was checking lists with me and oh, right, we had a, a real good fun chat just going through all the lists talking about how good they were whether competitive or not and uh, obviously there's been no event so <laughs> that idea kind of kind of fizzled away a little bit um, and obviously with him being overseas at the moment not getting any game again um, it's not been it's not been as easy to find sort of good topics but I might just get him on as a, as a general guest keep, got to keep him happy yeah <laughs> How was his connection actually? Was he because obviously he's on his phone uh, over there as well? It's it's all right. His uh, VPN drops out every now and then, and sometimes he can he can't he can hear you, but you can't hear him, and vice versa. Okay, uh, I might need to wait till he comes back. Then. Generally, generally, it's all right though. We've had a few disconnects, but not as many as you think. Sometimes oh. it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, that's to be expected, definitely. So, so you've talked a little bit about your, your sort of your hobby background, and you touched on some of the, your armies. What are the ones you you're playing most at the moment, at least in terms of um, maybe on the on the competitive scene, and then what what you're working on? So, probably the best place to go for is Articon. Um, so, I've been two of the three years that it's been on currently. Um, I won no three of the four years. If I'm correct, I can't remember. Um, so the first year I took the Angmar list um, and won the Morian Angmar category. So they split it up into the old source books. Um, and if you had a pure legion from, or pure army from that source book, you got put into that category, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. I think I came out like 57th and won the Morian Angmar category, which I was really surprised about. Um, and then uh, the other two years of or, yeah, the other two years I've taken Angmar again. Um, it's If I want to be competitive, it's probably my go-to army. Um, all the little shenanigans and 
bits and pieces, etc., um, then they'll tell you it's not the most fun to play against. <laughs> um, but so in the 2018 Articon, I came 18th, I think, uh-huh. out of 214. Um, and then last year I came 50th or something. I was on like table 12 in the last game and lost by like minimal margins. Um, again with Angmar. Um it's just that's probably like my go-to competitive force. Uh-huh. Uh, my other favourites are uh, my, my Farhad, um, which I've won a couple of tournaments with. I won an eighty-point GBHL event in February with them. Um, just the amount of blowpipes and camels and half trolls. Uh, it's not something you see very often, um, and it can do a lot of damage when needed. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's really fun, and I love the look of them. Um, I think I might have like fifteen hundred points of them as well. Wow. Um, yeah, and then the other one is my fiefdoms. Again, another army you probably don't see as much as people would like because of the cost, etc., of them. Um, but they again, it's the intricacies and the synergies with your your banner effects and your plus one fight value from Ember Hill. You're rerolling once to wound before long, and you're being fearless. You're doing her black root veil archers, causing havoc with shooting. Um, they're probably my three ones that I like to run. Um, I've run Eagles a couple of times as well and done relatively well with them. Um, coming eighth or something at Cardiff at uh-huh. 450 points with them. Um, very fragile. <laughs> You've got to kind of figure out where you're going to go and what hills and everything you need to do to help not get yourself caught out. Um, but yeah, they're my three main ones. Uh, looking around my shelf, I've got an assault on Helm's Legion, Legion uh, kind of, I would say half an army, but it's still about 50 models strong. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, 36 Moranons, 36 Mordor Orcs painted on my shelf with some Black Numenorians, Goth Mog, Six Trolls, Catapult, um, like I said, Corsairs and Harad have just started painting. Got some Easterlings that I painted up, and then I've got a bit of Elves, um, 50 Army of the Dead. And then uh, a fellowship and uh, a range of Athelian force with 24 converted Azgirio factions and like 28 ranges and all the heroes. Um, so yeah, I've got a bit of everything. It's probably easier to ask what armies I don't, what you don't have. have. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of those in boxes. I think oh, I've got I've got oh, paint, yeah, I've got painted got, army of the dead ready to uh, add my three hunters when I finally get around to painting them. But I think a lot of yeah. people have done that. Uh, yeah, and I've got I've got Rohan Gondor. Um, what other boxes have I got? I've got Gundabad, Hunter Orcs, uh, Army of Thrall, all in boxes still, and probably plenty, plenty more. Oh, I also have the Necromancer and the Nine Nazgul of Dol Guldor painted up, which I did with my brush, which is quite nice. That might interest Dan. Did you do them green? No, I've done them with uh, reds and yellows and oranges. And, nice. Uh, yeah, and I didn't distinguish on the armour either, so I painted them so I did all the cloaks black, uh, then painted the armour, and then did all the airbrush work over that, not worrying if I went over the armour or the weapons or anything, and then kind of wet blended all my washes in um, with kind of your Carabid Crimsons, your Seraphim C- uh, Sepias, um, Null Oil and Agrax, that kind of thing. Um, 
so yeah i'm really happy i really like the look of them did want some custom bases as well oh nice we were talking about that in the in the last episode a little bit about what how dan's going to do his and um and the, and the kind of the different schemes that you see and uh and I think yours is more unusual than, than, than the most common kind of blue or green underglow effects. So that, that's quite cool. Yeah, if I remember, I'll uh, send you or post up on the your Facebook. Um, Please do. Yeah, post anything you want in our group, definitely, and share your share your um, your your YouTube um, programs when they come out as well. So we do have okay. a few um, we do have a few listeners that we brought over from sort of heresy that have picked it up as a bit of a second game um and they're not i know from from when you go in a group and it tells you to suggest groups to people i know that not all of them are in the main groups still so um, oh. so yeah please, you you'd be surprised even though we've only got a small group you will we might well hit the odd person that's not aware of you so yeah to spam away i know you've i know what it's like though when i share the share the show and you share it in two or three groups and you think there's a few more i could share it in but i know what it's like when you're a member of every single one and you get your phone pings <laughs> and you've got 15 notifications and it's all the same yeah. thing but um just go yeah go ahead do it share away um so um let's talk you see you talked about your your favorites being sort of agmar and farhad and fiefdoms um and it agmar is probably your favorite did you say out of all of those or uh yeah most competitive definitely uh favorite for annoying opponents slash friends to play against <laughs> and how much is that is down to the way they play and you enjoy playing them or is it a mixture of that and and um law and the way they the miniatures look and, and as well what's your kind of balance between what makes you enjoy them is it a balance mix or is it one or the other i like the shenanigans of the army uh-huh. um the when uh, someone places a big hero down on the table and you know they're not going to do anything in the game, uh, which and, and therefore helps you win the scenario, etc., yeah. uh, is always satisfying, I would say. Um, they can come unstuck to some things, most definitely. Um, but no, I, I think from a competitive point, it's the, it's the ability to shut down. It, it's a very hero-centric game. Yeah. And the and the, the ability to completely shut down a Boromir of the White Tower, for example, uh, and kill him in a turn, which obviously suddenly you're playing... I did, I did like a 600-point tournament, and suddenly it's like, cool, so I'm playing 600 points versus 400 points. Um, obviously, veto a few troops dying here and there, but they're just very solid, um, and their new, their new army bonus and the way all the synergies interact is just really appealing. So like, I've played Isengard before, and I've taken Lurt, Uglet, Vrasku, and just bodies. Yeah, and I actually didn't really enjoy playing with them because um, it was kind of a right point and shoot uh-huh. rather than rather than kind of the intricacies and and that kind of thing. Um, movement and setting up um setting up interactions and making sure that your placement is yeah. right all that kind of stuff I'm, I'm guessing yeah definitely with so like at 600 points i run like the witch king birder and two barrel whites uh-huh. uh, and i have like 38 models in my army so it's kind of more models than most people and then if they've got a big hero to try and chop through my models it's quite easy to nullify that yeah that threat yeah, I can understand. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I was saying relatively new to the game. I have been playing the game for sort of 18 months now, but not very much recently for obvious reasons. But I am, um, having played a lot of other game systems before, and I find that some of the factions, 
it's definitely Agmar and I think a few things like that. They remind me a little bit of War Machine in terms of the way the game played and that it was all about synergies and, and your and placement where other factions play in a completely different way that it's almost a completely different play like a different system much more kind of straightforward where you just go fight or you just charge or you just so it's i think there's a great deal of, of variety in the system um and i think they're like factions oh, most definitely. Yeah, from from experience every army plays very slightly differently and you have to rely on your cavalry or your infantry more in one army or the other or your heroes or your troops or it's it's all I've seen plenty of different versions of something where someone thinks that's a little bit better than that, but it's just it comes down to playstyle, yeah, um, and and that's what I like to play. So yeah, I can understand that. I think we're all we're all different, and some things I'm uh, I'm probably too simple a person to ever do to, to be able to do well with the finesse armies, at least for a lot, at least for a while anyway. Um, I always forget, I, I forget, I forget to do say. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like any army where you want to um, you want to become good with them um, to play with them quite a lot. Um, so, like for for Angmar, it's trying to figure out which model, which hero you move first to keep your terror bubble, so you can cast spells. So your harbinger is in range of someone you want to specter. Um, so Buddha can hero combat into someone or something like that. It's you have to try and figure out the order at which you're going to move your heroes to cast your spells. Yeah. Um, so yeah, especially because you have to cast obviously cast your spells and your movement. As soon as you start moving that model, kind of you've got to know where you're casting your spell. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like it. Um, it's beyond me at the moment. Um, that's for sure. It would break my mind trying to play that game at the moment. Um, it, it, it took me a little while. <laughs> Definitely, but they they do look. I, I visually, I love the I love the uh, the faction though. So. Um, it's something that would, would interest me from that side of thing, but I definitely think I would probably struggle to play it at the moment. It's not the best way for me to to continue to learn the game at the moment, and that might be something for a couple of years' time. But um, have you got anything planned in the future? Now you mentioned you've got um, uh, a few things. Well, you've got a lot of a lot of armies anyway that are, are mostly done on Hearthstone. What's on? Have you got a big army project planned? Something that you're uh, thinking? Uh, of? So the next the next lot is Corsairs. Uh-huh. Um, which is staring at me. Uh, I think I'm going to do them in two halves because um, I've got a lot looking at it now. Um, so I've, I've kind of got an idea. I want to do kind of 24 Corsairs with kind of third splits of war gear, six Arbalesters, six Reavers, and then a couple of the heroes, and then do some other things and then come back to it. Um, so like I said, when I was doing my Harad, I had a break in the middle and did 12 Clansmen of, of Lamadon, sorry. Um, just to break up the same paint schemes. Yes, it's it's tough, isn't it? I've I've uh, painted enough horde armies, and know what it's like when you <laughs> try to yeah. slog through that that painful part. It's nice when you can break it up with a character or, or, or like. Yeah, l- luckily I quite enjoyed my Harajim, which I think was I, I enjoyed them more than I thought I would, which was really, really nice actually. Well, they d- I'm looking at your your painting video, they look really really cool. So once you've finished them, got them all on the table, they're going to look going to look awesome for sure um right then so um i completely forgot what i was going to say i had something to say and i completely forgot how, how unprofessional of me um what we what we're going to do is we're going to get you back on in the future 
Anyway, we thought we we talked about before we start recording, we're maybe getting you on to discuss um, some event progress and how a particular army or list went in a little bit more detail. Because we've obviously only touched on um, the armies that you play very very loosely there, and um, and we know Green Dragon. We don't we don't do too many in detail uh, uh, um, army reviews, but we might change that in the future. But we'll definitely have you on in the future to um, maybe discuss a particular list and how it you know talk about it in practice and how you went to an event. And I think it'll be something that different to what we normally do on the show it might be a nice uh, a nice little extra segment but um have you got anything else you wanted to to cover before we um before we let you go tonight do we i don't think so like, yeah like i said i'm more than happy to come back and talk uh army lists if you've got army list ideas you yourself uh simon dan if, if you have got an army list you want to talk through and see and, and get my views on it i'm more than happy to come and join you uh, luckily if I go to a tournament I can tell you how the list kind of ran um, and how I did with it but yeah more than happy to come back with the more kind of in-depth kind of faction competitive side of things absolutely I just think it might be a nice way of doing it in, in context rather than just doing a, a faction review because so, we've not done any yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Green Dragon covers it very very well and I do want to talk about some things like that on the show but where where would we start from some from cold so it'd be nice to have a context around it and whether that's like you said something that maybe Dan or, or I or even Sam if he's making an event at some point um, in the future months we write a list and, um, and then you can tell us why we didn't win um, or, you, or you've been to an event <laughs> And uh, and you can kind of give you you know do a bit of a, a a debrief yourself, and we can talk about it. I think it'll be really really cool. So yeah, but just uh, talking about uh, people talking about their armies, people are interested in other people in their armies, and most people are too happy to talk about their armies as well. So uh, you know, kind of like uh, listeners' armies, like readers' wives. <laughs> God, everyone's willing for that. This is stuff. Everyone's everyone's always interested in that, and um, obviously Angmar seems to be an army you hold close to your heart, at least from a competitive sense. So you know, yeah. talking about the makeup of an army you've taken and why you've done it, it could be very interesting for people. I know I'd find that really interesting. Angmar is definitely one of the armies that's uh, interested me in the past. So and it's, it does obviously very well. Uh, uh, Carly, didn't she win the internationals? Uh, yes, she won the Masters. Uh, yes, Articon last year. Um, with Angmar, um, yes, it, yeah, it's it's strong, and there, and there is different ways to build it. Um, I've not used Gullabard too much because I like my Witch King Birdo combination with Barrowites, but there are plenty of ways to build it. Um, everyone swears by the Shade. I don't take it unless I'm playing seven seven hundred and fifty points or up. Um, I don't feel the need for it. Uh-huh. Which I think quite a lot of people uh, don't quite understand why I don't like it. <laughs> but, it, but it's the kind of thing people would be interested in hearing about. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference there. So, uh, Derry, before we let you go, do you want to give out your, um, give yourself a, a shout out for your, for your YouTube and your, your, your social medias and things? Yeah, so uh, on YouTube and on Facebook, we'll be Guardians of uh, Wiltshire. Um, we have a uh, Guardians hangout on Discord, uh, which I will send the link to the uh, at the Frying Pan Facebook group, um, and I think that's it. We don't have any other any other platforms. Uh, it's literally just Discord, the Facebook, and um, YouTube. So yeah, I'm definitely, um, people should definitely go and check your YouTube out. It's really really worth it. And plenty, plenty, plenty more videos with other topics once the uh, Legion videos finish. 
well they'll they'll bring more out soon so you'll have you'll have more legion videos to do no doubt there's uh, there's going to be more in the future books and stuff i'm sure yeah, they'll, they'll keep you busy enough with that i think it's six well maybe six in the quest of the ring banner yes around that number i'm not entirely sure i can't remember if they said or not we know there's 28 um scenarios don't we is it 28 scenarios yeah 28 the narrative scenarios yeah they did say six didn't they that I think think I've seen people trying to guess the legions and the scenarios and (laughs) no one's getting close to 6 or 28 so (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some good ones I've seen some pretty kind of um, at least least the scenarios some logical ones because you could probably guess half just by things that are going to have to be there but there'll be a couple of surprises no doubt and I'm sure there'll be a a card based one like there like there was they're really good fun to play those scenarios We'll, I've not tried them. It might be something we ought to do down over 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 video and during lockdown. Play the play the, the card based one. That's a very good idea. That'd be, that'd be a lot. Yeah, I think that'd be good fun. Yeah. Well, we, after our um, first um, <laughs> death match thing that we recorded for the last show, rolling dice with cameras does work um, as long as you're only rolling dice. Just about. <laughs> so <laughs> well we will well with that in mind anyway we're going to take a break now when we come back we will be with the second uh, heroic death match <laughs> And here we are again for another heroic death match. Um, I wonder if this one's going to be as as quick as last uh, episode's offering. Um, I feel there's a chance it could be as well. Um, what do you what do you think, Dan? So, do you want to introduce who we've got in this um, in this episode's heroic death match? Well, you can't really say. Well, I suppose you could say one and not necessarily include the other. But if I go with Lurts first, then we know it's going to be Aragorn. Absolutely. So it's Lurtz versus Aragorn. Well, it's Aragorn fights everyone, but <laughs> Lurtz only really has one big fight. Um, he does. Filling Boromir full of arrows doesn't really count. No. So uh, we have, uh, yeah, Lurtz versus Aragorn. Um, we've swapped over. So uh, previously I was playing with or representing good with Legolas, and now I've got evil with Lurtz, and uh, you swapped over to the force of good with Aragorn after running Bolg. Yep. Uh, Keeping the trend of me having the stronger profile again. (laughs) (laughs) Like a double expensive character as well. Yeah. Go through the two, shall we? Yeah. Again, just remind people that we're we're doing this as fun and a way of kind of um, looking at some profiles, but the point is we're actually picking... These are obviously really common profiles that people are, are well aware of. Um, so it's not about exploring a new profile, but it's about us picking two profiles and matching them up, but doing it in a context of a narrative. So from the book or from the film. Um, so we will run out of things, no narrative fights to do, and we'll end up picking them on, on a good matchup. But um, it's not really designed to be always a, a super fair fight. More, It's more of a bit of fun. So, yeah, so you want to go through um, cover alerts and then uh, I'll talk about Aragon afterwards yeah so uh, alerts uh, the until the movie somewhat unnamed captain of the Uruk High uh, take tasked with uh, finding the halflings and bringing the great prize back to Saruman <laughs> he uh, movement six pretty common for most man sized sort of targets uh, fight five slash three plus he can obviously shoot in the broader game um, so that's not too bad. Fight five for his, for his only ninety points, bearing in mind yeah. pure of valor. So that's actually not bad. 
Now, strength five, that's pretty good. Obviously, Uruk Hero, he's going to have that, but that's that's pretty tidy. Um, defensive six, uh-huh. um, he has the option for a shield, which we're going to give him for this. And it's uh, free. It in the, yeah, it's free. So why wouldn't you? It's So he's basically defense seven. Uh, he has three attacks, which is always a good thing. It's that sort of golden number. You're looking for three. That, that puts you that level above. Three yeah. wounds, again, not bad. Uh, so he isn't suffering from the same weaknesses that Legolas had last time. And he's Courage 5, which isn't bad for an evil character. Absolutely. He has three might, which, again, really good. One will, fair enough. Sticking point, one fate. Yep. Which is... You know, you knew that was coming. It was he, the same thing. He, he dies in the film, and that that tends to be a, a standard template, isn't it? If they die in the film, that they they only have one fate yeah. in the in the game. So he comes with an armor, sword, and urukai bow. Obviously, the shield is free, so he's getting that on top. And his heroics are uh, heroic march, heroic strike, heroic strength, and heroic challenge. So for this, I can see strike is going to be necessary because he's fighting Aragorn, who, as we know, has a higher fight value. Yep. But there is the option of winging it out and going for heroic strength and giving him an absolute battering on top of his already high strength. Yes. I think strike would be the way to go forward, to be honest with I, you. I think you'll need it. Five. It's, it's definitely the most powerful of heroic actions, isn't it? Winning that duel in the first yes. place is the, is, the, is the opening to everything else you can do afterwards. You are very much hoping on dice to, in order to do something. And as you're already fairly, you're already higher strength, as we'll find out, than, than Aragon anyway. Um, then yeah, strike is is a much of a no brainer, I think, for you. Um, oh yeah, I learned from last time as well. <laughs> well, I think um, I mean, and again, those of you who haven't listened to the last show or can't remember that um, these these are we're not moving models here. These people are in base to base; they're in combat, and they were regarding as them staying in combat. So a lot of those, um, you know, courage doesn't come into it. We're not going to be charging, um, so you know, you're not going to be. You're not going to be calling challenge and things like that. This is be it'd be, be completely pointless to do that in this in this stage. Um, so Aragorn Strider. Um, so he's a 160 points hero of valor. Um, he is a movement six, uh, fight six. So that's one high, one pip higher than Lurts. Um, um, shoot three. He's strength four. So he's he's um, a little bit weaker than than Lurts. Um, defense five. Um, and he's got three attacks, three wounds, and a courage of six. And like we said, the courage is going to be irrelevant for this little fight we've got here. And then he's three might, three will, three fate. Um, and of course, he's um, he has got his mighty hero rule, so he's got his three might essentially each turn as well, and that's going to be really, really important. Um, um, and he's got a massive list of heroic actions, so resolve, march, accuracy, um, defense, challenge won't be using any of those um, and then he's got strike and strength as well um so i you know i'd have the balance it's going to be harder for me to wound you so i'm going to be wounding you on sixes um because he hasn't got andrew or flame of the west for this we're doing we're going film um law rather than book law um so he's got his just his normal sword um so Yes, if it's, he's much stronger than Lurtz and um, should win, but it's definitely going to be hard for me to actually to wound you. Um, so it could be a little bit of a slog. So the temptation there for me would be, he's already a, he's already a, um, a fight higher. Um, do I risk you um, 
do I risk you not rolling too well with strike and, and go with strength in order to help kill you or do I just go safe and, 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 and try and win these fights so I probably got more of a choice than you I think strike is probably still the safer bet anyway um, he's not got his armour so these are other options so he can obviously take Andrew which is 40 points he can have a horse and an armour and a bow and, and a cloak so he's not got any of those things um, we're running him as basic and he's still a, a whopping 70 points more than the Lurtz's but I think I think because Lurtz is, is high defence and higher strength, you you do have a chance. You can hurt him. I think you win that. Yeah. You, if I win a couple of jewels, yeah. then it could go my way. Uh, it's, it's not quite as um, one-sided. I think as it was. I think it was very hard for Leggy to beat Bulg. Whereas I think that um, you know if I if I roll a one or a two and then <laughs> and you were for this first this um, this this dual roll um, and um, I think you can I think you can hurt him. That's for sure. Um, and because you've still got your three, you've got your three wounds there as well. That's yeah, I think there's a there's a chance. So, shall we head into it? So, obviously, there's no priority. Um, we we are just rolling dice at the same time. We've got we switched our webcams on so we can see our dice tray. So you can hear hear the dice, and we have to remember to describe what's on the dice. I think I forgot last time. Um, so here we go. Oh, I've only rolled four high. I can only see one of Dan's dice in the camera. Five and two ones. So you have. Oh, we neither of us actually. We both forgot to call strike anyway. Then, so we haven't rolled for it. So, but you've won it anyway. Um, so amateurish from the start. So so strength five versus your defensive uh, five. You should so be flat fours. Fours. I have got a five. Mm -hmm. So onto your fate, sir. So I've got a two, a three, and a five. Okay, so I'm going to use a fate. So I save it, and that's one fate gone and nothing. Um, oh, yeah. So it's just... headbutted Aragorn like in the uh, movie. Uh, I'll just take the wound for now. Not that it makes a lot of difference. Right, so next round. Um, I'm going to strike up this time. I am going to strike up. Are you using your free, free point? I am going to be uh, using my three point of might to do it because it would be very silly for me not to do okay. it. So I have fight five plus four, so I'm nine. Um, I've got a six, six. yeah. fight ten. Cool, right. Right. So As we were. Four, uh, three, and one. Um, I've got a four. Two. So you beat me on the draw. Right. So I need sixes. This is where me having that free might can help me, because I've got might to hopefully might up and maybe make one of these into a wound. Yeah, I've got two Ooh. fives and a three there, so I am going to use two might to turn it to two sixes. Risky early on, and right. give you two wounds to deal with. Well, I've only got one fate, um, so I'm going to use that. Which I pass on a four. Uh -huh. So I have taken a wound and run out of fate. Cool. So so I will right, be striking again. I will go to strike again. So that takes me down to a final point of might after this. I've gone for uh, someone a nine and you're a six I've again. i six again, so. All right. Off to the duel. Oh. What? Snake eyes plus a two. Oh. So you beat me again. I have. Right. So... Um, Looking for those sixes. Oh, I do have one. Six. And okay. I've got another five. So I'm going to spend my last normal might um, and put and two cut wounds. Cut him down. He is cut down. Lurtz is dead. Which is pretty much true to the movie, actually, because he did give him a bloody nose and then got his head cut off. So fair enough. 
Yeah, and I think at least it wasn't just one round of combat like last uh, last episode's effort. Um, so, yeah, it gave us something a little bit more. We were both idiots and, and forgetting, after talking about what we are going to do, forgetting to actually roll for strike. Not really made, made um, too much Work of a difference. <laughs> Work for you, absolutely. Um, but, um, yeah, it's I think I, I definitely feel that Lurtz has the ability there with him wounding on fours with strider without Andural, i think you've you've got that chance it's the it's, it's about being lucky and and with those strike rolls and i i rolled six both times for for, for striking up didn't i so um yeah. that made that made the difference there so rolling those sixes at the right time and then having that might the ability knowing that you've got that free might each turn to use knowing that i can be pretty easy with my might knowing there's no no context here as well there's no game to get through this is one combat or everything all of his might are there for this combat so i could be pretty sort of even with them and and, and be free with them and, and just use them to to hurt you rather than worry about the context of the rest of the game but as i said people are probably wondering why we're doing these a little bit and especially when they're kind of well well trodden characters that people know very well as i say it's a bit of fun and we're trying to pick out narrative bits from the from the um from the films and and, and um from the books and no doubt as we do more and more of these we will get some more interesting matchups um so who who have we got next episode dan i wanted to go a little off piece on this one and so we've got the uh, band of brass took the bull roarer versus golfing ball so we're going to recreate uh, the battle that uh, famously invented golf fantastic i'm really looking forward to that one and i'm saying that with I can't think their profiles off the top of my head. Obviously, with I've I've not used Aragon or Lurts in game, but I've it's, profiles you're fairly familiar seeing. You've got an idea of what they do in the game. Whereas those Golfing Bull and and uh, and, and Banderas Duck, I off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what their profiles are. So I'm going to look forward to reading up on them and uh, and working out uh, what they're going to be like. I mean, you I think you've already had a little quick scan over them. Who do you yes. want to be? Who's who's going to be who? I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to champion the underdog again, and I'm going to go with Banderbrass because although we know he wins, yeah. unfortunately his uh, he is cheaper and his uh, his he's not quite as good off the bat. But he's a plucky hobbit. We got to, We got to go for this. Um, <laughs> we are going to slightly bend the rules because uh, he has to take a horse. We are going to uh, allow Golfing Ball his mount, but because nobody's charging, it doesn't matter. No, well, we we could just say he's dismounted already. Um, yeah, we could go with that. If we thought, we'll have, we'll talk about it. Well, if we think that the wag's going to make it too unbalanced, we can we can we'll have a look at it. We'll have a we'll have a see um, because we did say we'll try and make them all all mounted. Obviously, it comes the horse comes as part of his war gear. If it unfortunately so for Bandabras, yes, um, yeah, maybe so... just yeah, we'll count him as dismount. That's a much better way of going about things, I think. Yeah, well, we'll look at the two. Look, we'll look at the two. It might be that. Yeah, I, I'm, as I say, I don't know golf, golf and balls profile at all off the top of my head. But um, we will, we'll have a look at it. But we may have them mounted, um, and we'll see how it goes. But thank you for uh, of um, listening to another heroic death match, which is a bit brief and a bit of fun. Um, but please do write in or email in with uh, any thoughts on uh, matchups you'd like to see because um, there might well be some really good historical in inverted commas matchups that 
are actually really close matchups as well <laughs> so rather than a little bit off kilter in terms of the points matches which are the, the first two have been but we're enjoying doing it it's a bit of fun to put towards the end of the show so we'll we'll go for a little break now and we'll come down and close the show out <laughs> Thank you for staying with us throughout the show there. Hope you uh, found some enjoyment in it. It was a bit rambly at times. Um, hopefully yeah, you enjoyed um, Derry's interview. It was really nice chatting to him. We chatted to him for a little while afterwards as well. Uh, I know the, the, the sound wasn't as, as clear as sometimes it is for the show. Um, but I think it's still very easy enough to, to make out what he was saying, etc. So just uh, thank you for putting up with that. If it was a little bit uh, um, static at times. Um, but it's a lovely, lovely guy. And I know many of you listeners know him already and i've met him a couple of times at uh, events and things and um you know it was really good having a chat with him so thank you again Derry, for coming on and talking to us um right so just the usual kind of shout outs and close downs for the end of the show dan have you got anyone you want to shout out before i ramble on about all our social media uh just the usual suspects so um asian of peterborough admittedly we're not doing anything at the moment um fortunately because of current situation but uh there's still stuff going on in the community so by all means check us out on facebook um yeah just uh cheers to everyone who's putting out content at the moment yeah absolutely it's um there seems to be an awful lot going on and uh and the community is quite quite close-knit at the moment online um people are looking out for each other and um and there's lots of kind of entertainment involved around facebook groups and streams and things i mean steve's doing loads of stuff at top day we won't keep i mentioned him three million times today but um um that kind of stuff is definitely keeping me engaged and, and interested in, in in a hobby and probably in some ways opened up another avenue when we're talking about the youtube channel just that kind of yeah i can't get out and play games at the moment so i'm feeling my time playing with video and, and things as well and it just sort of goes to share how you can you still find ways of enjoying your hobby even if it's slightly different to, to normal but um, so in terms of shout outs and things, just a quick reminder. So the we announced our competition winner for the Crabbin in the last episode. Um, he hasn't got in contact with us just yet. Um, so I will uh, I'll be contacting him in, a, in very, very soon. Um, I'm just uh, he probably not got around to listen to the latest episode yet. It is someone that, uh, that likes our pages and does, is in our group and stuff. So generally the people that do that are our listeners. Um, so I haven't just managed to find some random bot off the Internet and, and, and pick them out as a winner. But um um so yeah if you uh if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to the last show go back and listen you never know you may have one um and then other shout outs um I've, i keep forgetting to shout this 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 yeah, i say young man he's the same age as me um i keep forgetting to shout him out so there's a there's a there's a guy called wes who i went to university with many 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 moons ago in worcester um so we uh, met him first in probably 1996 a long long time ago um and then i ended up sharing a house with him in my sort of um sort of third year and and the extra year we both did and i ended up working with him and showing a house to them post university as well um, and eventually he went to live back in essex where he lives now and i think the last time i saw him in person was at his wedding which was a very very long time ago and we kind of we were facebook friends but we left we lost contact we weren't we didn't, didn't talk on a, on a on a weekly or daily basis and then via the lovely mediums of gaming groups and facebook i noticed wes was in there doing 
liking pages and posting stuff and uh, so I just wanted to give Wes a shout out because I know he listens um, and I know he's started playing the game with his with his kids and things and um, is collecting many many toy soldier related stuff but definitely Middle Earth so uh, just wanted to say hi Wes because we chat and it's a, a bit of a weird thing not to mention him so a very personal shout out there to Wes um, right then so social media um, please go and uh, if you haven't already please go and find us on Facebook um, like our page and join our group and get involved in the chat there groups growing nicely lots of very friendly chat so please do get involved um, find us on Instagram and Twitter and if you want to just email us directly you can at ootfp at podcast at gmail.com um, we'd love to hear from you any suggestions on things you like on the show any ideas or segments if you think you'd like to come on think you'd be good for um, one of our main segment topics um, give us a shout offer up your services if you've got an idea for a heroic deathmatch for a matchup you'd like to see we would like to stick to a, um, a, a narrative theme if possible especially for a while until we start running out of matchups and there's quite a few to go but if you think of there's something that's really 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 good it'll be a really close matchup we would consider that as well but if you can think of a really cool narrative matchup give us a shout and let us let us know what you'd like us to to roll out in those sort of five ten minutes of us clattering dice around over a webcam um but thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us again um check out our social media because very very soon the first couple of videos will be going up that i talked about earlier so you get to see my face if you haven't already lucky people you must be um and we'll catch you on the next episode take care Run!